When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Rational perspective on Chelsea 3 leads to it is the morning after the night before. And Chelsea are once again within touching distance of a trip to that wonderful place. We all really enjoy going Wembley Stadium. Now... I always say that I'm never someone to overlook or completely dismiss the joy of winning a game uh, because, you know, I think it's just a base level thing of being a supporter of any football club is is it makes your day. I feel less, you know, in a mood, grumpy, and especially when you're doing a podcast or a YouTube channel about a football club, it makes the job a lot easier. But I think the consensus of last night's performance is that despite a brilliant late goal from Conor Gallagher that gave Chelsea a very important win to keep ambitions of silverware alive this season. The performance itself was not in any way convincing or allayed fears that Pochettino is in a position now where he's just kind of going from game to game surviving. And I think that that's something that unfortunately is is something that you just cannot get away from last night. Watching Chelsea, how tactically wild at times they looked. How the team in the second half, especially post a period before the interval where Chelsea seemed to be getting their act together, or at the very least, created a brilliant second goal. And maybe it was there for the taking to kind of come out and show themselves uh, to be a higher quality team than Leeds and put the game to bed. The fact that that second half played out in a way that was very similar, eerily similar to the extra time that played out on Sunday that you know garnered so much criticism is is something that doesn't reflect well on the coach. And I think it's very hard to avoid that. you know. And I think this is, again, a, a case where I feel like a Chelsea coach just hasn't helped themselves. And it's very difficult, I think, from a fan point of view to experience watching Chelsea and to see us look so aimless, to see us look so haphazard at times, to watch, again, a weakened opponent, this time not a weakened Liverpool, but a weakened Leeds, who are in the Championship, outplay us at times in the second half at Stamford Bridge. 
I don't know how as a fan you're supposed to kind of turn around and go, well, that's just okay. Like that's, that's, it's part of the process. Like there, there is still a level of performance and quality and conviction I expect. And again, there are mentality things that are part of that in terms of players' own responsibility to perform. But then at some point when I see it over a period of time, I'm asking questions of the coach. What are the directions being sent? And if you don't have the ability as a coach to influence those players enough, then it doesn't really say a lot about your power inside the dressing room and uh, to, to get those performances out of players because, you know, psychologically, the team looks very weak at the moment. And I know that may sound a little bit um, silly when we just have won a game that could have gone disastrously. Like, you, I give credit that we did get over the line, but it does feel like last night was a case of individual quality rather than a collective spirit, a collective performance that we had against Aston Villa, that we felt a bit in that second half against Crystal Palace, that we felt against Man City, and even in periods of the 90 minutes against Liverpool on Sunday. This was one of Chelsea's, you know, wildest displays for quite a while. And I always think that, you know, when you have displays like that, and if you continue on that trend, you're going to get caught out eventually. You know, I thought the starting eleven was just a little bit strange. You know, Robert Sanchez coming back into the team wasn't the biggest shock I've ever seen. But, you know, given earlier in the season when Petrovic was waiting for his first start, Sanchez kept his place in the cup competitions. I'm not quite sure why at the first sign where he could rotate, Sanchez gets that opportunity. And, you know, Robert Sanchez, let's just clarify things right here, is not Chelsea's first choice goalkeeper. And I wouldn't, you know, be unhappy if we sell him in the summer. Because aesthetically yeah sure I understand why people like him but his limitations I spoke about we spoke about Petrovic versus Sanchez about a week ago I think it was in a breakdown show you can go and check it out or leave it in the cards and my issue with Sanchez is like when it goes right it can be really effective especially when you're coming up against a team who press you very high but the risk is too great the limitations are too severe when you compare that to a Petrovic who has come in as a very young goalkeeper and looked competent, looked assured. I know on the ball, he isn't the greatest in the world, but very few times does he put Chelsea in a position of jeopardy. And very few times do I get the sense that him and his backline have a very little have very little understanding of each other. You know, and I think that that in itself is, is something that just cannot be avoided. And again, goes to the head coach, like you're playing with fire and you got burnt in some ways last night. And I, and I think that, again, you know, it's, it's going to be on Pochettino for that quarterfinal against Leicester. For me, I don't see the reason why Petrovic won't be starting that game. Any valid reason. And then if Chelsea get done by Leicester and we and it's a tight, you know, game against Leicester and we end up losing because of a goalkeeping error. Again, I'm less looking at the player. I'm more looking at the coach because you know what you're playing with there. It was the same with, you know, looking around the team of, say, Enzo and Casado continuing to play hearing about a lack of, you know, fitness or exhaustion within the players. They play, but then we rotate to, you know, not have Conor Gallagher, one of our best players. To not have our two most important players this year, Conor Gallagher and Cole Palmer, starting a very important game, you know, makes little sense to me. I understood some rotation in defence um, in terms of bringing Alfie Gilchrist. I think, you know, Gilchrist got better as the game went on, I have to say, when he wasn't even playing in his favourite position. Um, and he was up against, you know, Daniel James, who is a very exciting and raw forward who, who does have a lot of speed that can hurt you. Maybe lacks that conviction, but I thought Gilchrist done a lot better. It was nice to see Chalaba back in the starting eleven. I thought Chalabar at times had a dog. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Dominant game, but he, he can't, I can't just ignore, even though I like Chalabar, I can't ignore his his involvement in the second goal uh, for Leeds, where you know it seems like he he's kind of expecting that ball to go out. Again, I wonder if Petrovic is in goal. He's a goalkeeper that's coming out and claiming that situation. But still, I don't think Chalobah dealt with that situation particularly well. And the way we conceded the first goal was absolutely shambolic, you know. And and again, I don't just want to pin all the blame on Robert Sanchez. Zassi, who's been good in recent weeks, just waiting far too long to play the pass to Moises Caicedo. Or if you're worried about playing Caicedo into a position where he has multiple Leeds players around him and he could lose the ball inside his own box... Let's just try and play direct, you know, and it's not just a case of just hit the ball long at any opportunity, but it just, again, it was just really bad decision making. And it was the worst start to a game where Chelsea needed to start very well after what happened on Sunday. But they responded well. Let's get to some of the positives. I thought Nicholas Jackson, you know, Moises Caicedo, I thought had a really good game again last night. I think it will be overlooked once again. But, you know, Caicedo does a lot of work that I think would get more appreciation if some of his interceptions led to goals, but we're so bad at, you know, transition opportunities that he doesn't really get a lot of credit, but his passing to Nicholas Jackson was was really good. And the finish for Nicholas Jackson, it's a very important goal and an important game for Chelsea. Jackson, unfortunately, couldn't, you know, elevate his performance after that, but the finish itself was vital for Chelsea to get back into the game and to stop any slump and to try and get things back on level terms. He did that. He showed responsibility. He stood up. Really happy for Nicholas Jackson. Another goal for him in his debut Chelsea season. And despite, you know, again, our performance and kind of our structure was quite weird. At times, it looked like we were going into a back three, but then that really left a lack of width on the left side. So Sterling was, again, it looked like for most of the game, because Gilchrist is not a natural left back, was kind of playing on his own there. And I don't think Sterling had a good game, but he wasn't really helped out by an overlapping left back to give him those opportunities to kind of isolate one of the fullbacks. I think it was Connor Roberts on the right side for Leeds last night. So that in itself was a problem. And again, looked lopsided, didn't look that favourable to Chelsea, where players were popping up because you had Mudrick kind of playing as a 10. You sort of saw Madawake and Mudrick kind of rotating quite a bit. It did work, and, and I think we've got to give it praise for that. But as a team and as a collective, again, it looked like the spaces were quite wide where Leeds were able to transition on us at times. I think a better quality team is probably punishing Chelsea in that situation. But the second goal was absolutely wonderful. I thought the build-up to it was brilliant. I mean, Noni Manawake had some, again, erratic moments last night, but his build-up in that goal was very important. Raheem Sterling, got to give him credit for his ability to, you know, play the right pass, get on the right side, you know, go to the other side. And then playing Mikhailo Mudrik, 
who scores a brilliant goal. I mean, it's a brilliant first-time finish. And Mudrik, actually, for all my criticism, I thought had a much better game last night. And the fact that he scores a goal, unfortunately, you know, it isn't considered the winning goal. But uh, for him, it was a positive night. And I think there would be some justification for him starting potentially as a number 10 on uh, on the weekend against Brentford. Uh, but he, you know, this is the thing with Mudrik, right? And, and, and I'll say this again, and this is kind of a blanket statement I've made before. I have no issue saying I'm wrong about a player if they play well and Chelsea win. Um, you know, I think Mudrik still has very erratic moments, but so do a lot of Chelsea players. And, you know, if Pochettino can find a position where Mudrik is going to be a very consistent and effective player, then listen, happy days, right? Um, uh, but listen, it, it was a good night for Mudrik. I know some people are pointing out stats of actually how effective he is, you know, per 90 minutes compared to some other players. I think it's a fair point, but he has had some very erratic displays too. It's just interesting to see how that situation is going to be managed and whether Mudrik does find himself in a number 10 role moving forward. But then what do you do with Conor Gallagher, who, of course, is is an important player for Chelsea, as he showed later in the game. The, the second half performance was just, I mean, pretty disgraceful, really. I mean, the way we just didn't turn up in the second half, or at least for a large portion of the second half, the game looked completely aimless with Chelsea. We had many opportunities sparked by some Casado interceptions to transition on Leeds, who were, we decided to sit deep. If you sit deep, but then you can't counter properly, then it just looks really, really foolish. And the nature of their equaliser, Matteo Joseph looks like a really exciting forward. He gets his first two senior goals, though, against Chelsea Football Club. I mean, it's just, it's things like that that people look at and they scratch their heads and go, you know, it feels a little bit ironic. But then also, it's kind of like we shouldn't be getting done like that and um, really being a platform for players like that, not even first choice Leeds players to get themselves up and running. And um, it was just a passive way that that equaliser was conceded that was just very hard to take. And I think for a long period in that second half, it was very hard to see how Chelsea were going to find themselves a winner. But then, as I think happened during the game, the quality that Chelsea have within themselves compared to Leeds reared their heads and that's how Chelsea won the game. I mean, Enzo Fernandez plays a really good ball into the feet of Conor Gallagher. Conor turns, brilliantly gets out of his feet. And unlike on Sunday where he hits it at the goalkeeper, he lifts it above Melier and Chelsea win the game. Conor again proving how big of a player he has been for Chelsea. I know it doesn't completely overrule what happened on Sunday, but for him, it's a really good moment and it shows again why he is a first-team player and it gets Chelsea over the line, but it was a chaotic night. I don't, I can't sit here and honestly tell you that, yeah, it was a really like sign of Chelsea putting it back on the critics. Like, no, I think that's disingenuous. I also think it's disingenuous to sit here and tell you it was all crap because I thought, Nicholas Jackson's first goal was good. I thought Mikhailo Mudrik showed signs of promise, especially with a finish of that kind of conviction for a player who doesn't show a lot of conviction. And of course, Conor Gallagher really stepping up and, and showing a level of quality when his team needed it. But for Pochettino, I think questions are going to be asked. And, you know, I think you, you struggle to build patience and trust when performances look like they're just surviving and we're just limping from game to game to game because then I think fans find it very challenging to see well, what is the long-term vision here? You know, if we just start surviving game to game, there's nothing really to justify the long-term. There's no belief that in the long-term we're going to get better because there's no platform there, right? There's no there's no sense that, oh, they're good things, but like, you know, there is much of a reason to believe that those good things could be cultivated and better formed into a better structure under a different coach. And that's what Pochettino, I think, is really struggling with. Now, only a couple of weeks ago, I think we were having more complete performances where I think you could genuinely sit here and go, 
as we did that that's a more convincing performance the team looked more unified but in a sense that's the big question on Pochettino's head at the moment and um I don't think he's going to get sacked I have to say before the Leicester game at least you know if you believe that it is the FA Cup is seen as kind of the biggest thing for the rest of the season then I think he will keep his role until that game but in terms of his ability as a coach and his ability to get the best out of players I think there are serious questions to be had about player profiling about why that team looks so scared at times or so reserved especially after interviews you know that I think that has to go on the coach that can't just always go on recruitment as we criticize rightly but it's 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 a it's a serious concern but listen we've won we've got a decent draw probably one of the best draws you could have got in the last day other than Coventry and we have a chance to get back to Wembley that's all we can say at the moment we'll see what happens on Saturday those are my thoughts let me know yours as ever Sports Social Podcast Network